Hi, this is Varun Haran, Principal Correspondent with Information Security Media Group in Asia. I'm speaking today with Chris Burrell, who is the Chief Information Officer at Blue Code Systems. And we're going to be speaking about something interesting. We're going to be speaking about what it's like to be CIO at a company where everybody is a security expert. Hi, Chris. Thanks for joining us. Hi, welcome. So that's a very interesting topic that I chanced upon when I got the opportunity to interview you. So let's talk a bit about what it's like to be CIO at Blue Code Systems and you know, where everybody is an expert in security. What's it's it like? It's a really great challenge. One of the interesting things about being a CIO of any technology business actually is your users feel like they are smarter than you. So, and in particular, when you're a security service provider and security technology provider and you're trying to protect that community, then they also think that they know more about security than you do as their person that's trying to protect them. So it's a little bit recursive in that sense. But what I would say is that you know, when you read all the security literature, people talk about how social engineering is a weakness of companies and how a lot of the threats out there are to do with attacking the people. I don't have that problem because my users are really smart. So they really quickly sniff out any suspicious activity and they alert me. And one of the other great benefits of working as the guy responsible for protecting Bluecoat is I can pick up the phone and I can talk to half a dozen malware experts in the world who are the leading malware guys in the world. I actually spoke to one guy today who's based out of our Oslo office and I just had a question I call him up he answered the phone and I talked to you know one of the leading and malware experts in the world so I think that's a huge advantage yeah so you don't have a separate uh, CISO role you manage security as well I, I have a security operations team um, that runs our SOC and implements all of the Bluecoat products. And, uh, you know, one of the great things about being part of Bluecoat and being responsible for security is my procurement cycle is quite short. Will I buy Bluecoat or will I buy my competitor? I better buy Bluecoat. It's very good for job preservation as well. But we then have to configure it in an optimal way. And, you know, Bluecoat, we are not like a massive company. You know, we're a large company in our space. But we're not like the same as like a Citibank or something like that that's got, you know, hundreds of professionals looking after their stock. You know, we're a pretty small team. So we have to be nimble and agile in how we implement our security and what are the particular risks that we focus on. And because we're a technology service provider, we're obviously focused on protecting our intellectual property is really our main goal. You know, typically when you talk about technology and security, they're usually at odds, right? And there's usually a conflict of interest. Yes. But do you find that applies to you as well in Blue Code or does security rank higher up than anything else? Security ranks foremost in our thought processes, but we try not to be a speed bump in terms of how the company operates. So, you know, we put in all the best practices, but we don't limit, oh, you can't do internet banking or you can't use Facebook or that kind of stuff at work. We allow people to function, but at the same time, we have enough checks and balances in place to be able to do any kind of incident response if we have a problem. So since you operate out of Asia, what would you say in the Asian region to the key drivers for CIO today? Because there's a lot of technology innovation happening in this particular region. And if you can take a, a security angle to that, because in India, in spite of all the advances that we've had, a lot of security is still being handled by the CIO function. You know, I think that the CIOs of Asia have a particularly interesting challenge. They have a massive consumer base, and so the volume and the scale is much higher than a lot of Western economies. But at the same time, they have a lower economic base. So they may not have enough scale to have a dedicated CISO function. 
but the CIO is expected to have the same high level of security as if he had a CISO. So they have to be smart with the way they deploy their resources and the way they organize their teams. But I, I would say that's changing. I'd say there's a lot of maturity now coming up in the marketplace across most Asian countries, some more than others. You know, particularly in, in India, I think there's a, there's a level of maturity coming into the market now with CISOs either having a dedicated security team or there being a, a very mature team within the IT organization. So, you know, being a CIO at a security company like Bluecore, do you have to handle security incidents more or do you handle technology more? Um, I would say that it's 70% technology, 30% security for me because I take care of all of our back office systems, all of our, uh, you know, marketing front of office systems as well, plus all of our business intelligence. And because we're also a manufacturer, we have a, you know, quite sophisticated supply chain that's linked together with all of our, you know, partners, the way we do manufacturing and, and, you know, we're a global business. Um, so we have a lot of technology to collaborate and communicate. Uh, but yeah, I'd say security is about 30%. I think, like you mentioned, uh, you don't have to go outside of the organization to consult. You have security experts uh, available uh, whenever you need them. And you're also procuring your security technology from within the company itself. So what's that like? You know, and Do you often get chances to kind of... Are you disappointed with what you get and you can't <laughs> go beyond that? Uh, that's a good question. So one of the things that we, we do, actually, is we participate in a lot of beta programs. Right. So uh, you know, I'm very close to the, the head of R&D and his teams. And we work very closely with them and also with the QA teams in Bluecoat to provide them with real world examples because, you know, we, you know, are able to use our own infrastructure and our own staff to test certain technologies and try out different scenarios. So that's actually one interesting facet of my job. Am I ever disappointed? Of course I am. I always want, just like any other CIO, I want the product to be better, faster, more features. So I'm, I'm always shouting at the development managers, you know, come on, you've got to make this faster or, you know, I want that piece in the cloud deployment. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm quite a demanding customer in that sense. But you haven't been tempted to stray from the phone. <laughs> well, we do have to also use third-party products. So, you know, we integrate into, you know, a SIM and, you know, we have certain endpoint detection and response technologies that we integrate with. So, yeah, we do actually have a healthy third-party element to what we do as well. And we partner with a lot of, of those companies to build, um, you know, very, very tightly integrated solutions with the Blue Coat product set. You know, very interesting role you have here. But typically, if you see a CISO, he's more of a technical, hands-on person yep. who's just getting introduced to the business world and, you know, dealing with the leadership. Whereas a CIO role has had a long time to mature. Yep. So they're usually better equipped to deal with what the business wants and yes. how to communicate with them. So when yes. you're in your role in an integrated position, what is the kind of advice you can give uh, to the security practitioner here? You know, what is the best way to deal with management? Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's a really good question. So the, the CISO should, should not come across as a geek, a technical geek. That's probably not the right persona that he should be portraying to his business leaders. I think they should be very, very risk-driven. So they should really understand, okay, for my business, whether it be a bank or whether it be a retailer or whether it be a telecom provider, what are the risks of my business and how am I, what kind of security posture do I need to give back to my stakeholders the right level of security? So they should talk in that language. They shouldn't talk about proxies and antivirus and firewalls and whatever. They should really talk about, yeah, you know, we're, we're mitigating the risk because this is where we see the, the issues involved. So they really should have that language and they should stick to that and then go and talk to your geeks about all the other stuff in the back end. But in terms of being a, a business leader, talk in terms of risk. And most 
boards of directors are very aware now of that kind of posture that they have to have as a company because their shareholders are expecting them to have that mindset because they know that the bad guys are out there. They know that they're being attacked and you've got to have the right mindset to, to know what to attack against. You need to frame it in that kind of risk context. So I think CIOs do a great job of this. You know, they're able to, they're often seen as enablers mm. of business, whereas mm. security is often seen as a roadblock, like you said. <laughs> Speed bump. <laughs> but I think in your integrated role, kind of takes the edge off that you're able to do security as well as deliver, you know, business value. There's a trend that we notice here that all the different functions, technology functions that take place in the enterprise today are slowly coming back to the CIO's office, mm. which includes security because it's getting yeah. too specialized to have one person on board. Do you agree with that? Do you think that the CISO role is getting phased out? I think that you need to have an independent guy in the company, I don't know what you call him, that looks at risk and assesses the risk appetite of the company and defines what that is. And then I think the CIO is in a better place to implement that. The way I think about it is as security operations. So I think security operations living within IT makes more sense. But it also it depends. I don't want to alienate any of your listeners <laughs> out there um, because in some cases that may not may not work. It may be better to have an independent set of security practitioners that may be more practical to do that. I think the most common challenge here is the, the, the conflict of interest that happens because of speed to market. You know, go, so go, how do you deal with yeah, Going speed to market and doing that I think is okay as long as you somebody signs off on the risk. Somebody has to sign off on the risk. Yeah, we're going out there, we're going to do this, we're going to do it in six months, but just letting you know here's the risk. And you sign off on that, please, Mr. Managing Director or whoever. That, that's actually okay. So I think last question for you. Uh, you run your IT as a business, right? Yep, You're taking do. everything on board, including security. So how do you do that? And what are some insights that you can share with my listeners? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, I split my team up into infrastructure, apps, program office, and security. That's the way I split it up. And we're a very tight team, and we talk almost on a daily basis. So it's very important to have a very tight management team and understand what the priorities are. It's also very important to have very good partners in the business. So, you know, I partner extremely closely with sales, finance, marketing, and, you know, make sure I understand what, what they're trying to do, what initiatives they have. And, you know, it's not always possible to do everything at once. So you've got to make sure, everyone's got to understand what the priorities are. And sometimes you've got to make a trade-off. You know, this project's going to go before project A is going to go before project B. And it's always good to communicate that out to the other stakeholders so they don't feel like they're being their second-class citizen. And you've got to explain to them, look, the reason Project A is going first is because, you know, these are the business drivers and this is the, what, the, you know, the CEO is saying or this is what the COO is saying. So you've got to have that um, dialogue. It's very important. Well, Chris, thanks for speaking with us. It was a pleasure. My pleasure. That was Chris Burrell, CIO for Blue Code Systems. For ISMG Asia, this is Varun Haran. Thank you for listening.